Hello. What's up? Hey, my boy Ryan. How was your day? Hey, what? You breaking up. Oh, there am I there now? Yeah, you good now. Okay, okay. So, you know, I always call you when I self-reflect and figure out that, you know, there's things that I potentially don't do right or maybe things as a woman I could kind of correct, right? You usually are good about being like, yes, there, you're messed up in them ways. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's that's what I like about you is that you tell me like, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> um, but so here's my thing. Okay, you know, I said some. I did some self reflecting, and I think this is good. Just sometimes, just for people in general, to sit back and self reflect. And usually, self reflection don't happen until after you make a mistake or go through something that you're like, man, I could have handled that in such a different way. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like, with my self-reflection, you know, a lot of times I think I'm misunderstood. Like, do you ever just feel like when you're talking to someone or, and and I'm talking about in general, like, just in, like, public or just with friends, and they just misunderstand who you are as a person? Absolutely. Absolutely. So a lot of times, you know, especially when dealing with the opposite sex, like for me, when I deal with men, I feel misunderstood a lot. Like, I feel like people point out, like, my jealousy tendencies or my insecurities. And yes, a little bit of that comes from my past, I feel like, because, you know, you know, I have always been in situations where when I have suspected something, I've not really been wrong. I mean, you've known me for McKenna's 11, so 12 years. Yeah. How often have I suspected and been wrong? Well, I, it hasn't been very often, I'll tell you that. If, if, <laughs> if, you, if you were wrong, you were just wrong at the time, but it still happened. So you, exactly. were, you wasn't, wasn't wrong like when you had the feeling, but it just wasn't, the timing wasn't right. So that does like go into play with a lot of things. But do you think there's a difference between being insecure and just requiring respect? Uh So I think they are different, but I also think you can link the you can link them, but I don't think it's like a strong link. I don't think So like Like, I'll I'll give, like, an example. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, um, hypothetically, say you and I are hanging out, we're spending time, and your phone is continually going off. And it's like, you, I I make a comment, you know, like, I'm I'm very passive aggressive, so I'm not going to argue, but I'll just say something smart and then kind of just move past it. And that's my way of not arguing, but letting you know, like, oh, that kind of bothered me. So I made a comment like, man, I can't spend no time with you without you always being in your phone or whatever. Now, for some, some could view that as, oh, you're insecure. You're worrying about who's hitting my phone up or who's calling or who's texting. But to me, and this is where I feel like I get misunderstood. For me, 
it isn't about that person or what the phone is doing. It's about respect. Like, well, don't you um, appreciate my time or don't you value the time that you're spending with me? Mm, for sure. Am I wrong for seeing it that way? No, not at all. I don't want somebody on their phone all the time. And I definitely don't want somebody phone to be blown up all the time unless that's their job or work or something. But that type of stuff is just too bougie, man. I just don't. I I really don't get it. I I honestly don't get it for real, for real. And I mean, I, I feel like it's our society because there's times where like when I go into the schools and I do my suicide prevention presentations, you know, we talk a lot about social media, the um, good and the bad. And we talk a lot about how um, just technology has really taken away from face to face and the value of real like relationships with people as far as even friendships or coworkers or whatever. Um and what I always use as an example when I go and talk to people is I'm always like, well, when you go to a restaurant, for instance, I will see whole families sitting at the table, mom, dad, the kids, everyone. None of them are talking to each other. They're all scrolling through their phone. They're all texting or sometimes they're even on their phone. And to me, I'm like, why did you what was the point of even coming to a family dinner and you're not even engaging with each other? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can. I totally understand that. I do. I really do. You see it nonstop. Society has made it normal to pay more attention to people outside of your presence than the people in your presence. That's true. That just means that people just got to consciously make the effort to uh, not do that. But I have a friend, I have a friend, Lee, and um, I always joke around with him because he'll come over and he'll be telling me about his girlfriend or he'll be telling me about stuff. But he will stay on his phone the entire time and he'll ask me like, hey, what are you doing? Can I stop by? So the other day, like he stopped by and I said, Lee, why did you ask to stop by to talk to me if the whole entire time you're doing something else? Yep. But then I felt like maybe that wasn't my place to say to him. Like I shouldn't make somebody give me undivided attention. Uh well so uh that's true too, but at the same time, I think you're more you have a more valid point. That's like me going over to my grandma's house. And then I'm just sitting, I, I'm on my phone while trying to talk to her, which I don't do that. Like, I just straight up, like, talk to her face to face, you know, eye contact. It's like, it's it's literally, the, that's the same thing. And I understand if, like, maybe maybe some people are not comfortable. Like, I get it. You know, a phone is just another thing to look at when you're not comfortable, but you know, all, you know, all that aside, I still don't think it's cool to somebody to come over and they just stay on their phone. Now, 
I guess if you want to say like when you come over here and I'm playing video games, I mean, I guess I still, I guess it's kind of the same thing, and but I still hold a conversation with you, but you know, maybe you're just not the type of person that says, you know what, I need your eye contact to talk to me. But even when you're playing your games, you will, during breaks or pauses, look over at me and say something, and then you'll go back to the screen. Like, I know that you're listening. There's never a time that in our conversation, you look at me like you don't know what I said or a time where I'm talking and I'll be like, yeah, you know, what do you think? And you just ignore me because you've completely just not even heard what I said. Yeah. Or now you got to cover it up and try to be like, well, um, so what about this? Because, you know, you just didn't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's not cool. I don't think that's cool at all. Uh, and again, I know people can stretch it and connect it to insecurity, which is which it, it is true. It is connected to insecurity, but not when you. I feel like, I feel I would feel like you would. I'd be like, all right, so you just gonna be here? You just gonna be on your phone or something? I guess I don't know. I just don't. I don't like that stuff either. Like even if you got kids i mean unless your kid is just not a healthy kid like even if you got kids it's like you know hey you know you ain't gotta be on your phone 24 7 you know what i'm saying you just don't you just don't have to <laughs> i have to tell alexa put the phone down look me in my face and repeat back what i just said to you <laughs> that's what i tell my oldest daughter because i'm like listen I don't think that you heard me. And of course she does the whole, yes, I did mom. Yes, I did. I'm like, okay. But half the time she can't tell me what I said. But you know, one thing I like talking about to you about with you and I always tell you this every time is sometimes me and you see things along the same way, but even though we're younger, we have like old souls. Like it's hard for me to talk to someone in this generation that's my same age because one, I'm used to dating men 15, 20 years older. Yeah. You know, I'm used to that. I don't date younger men. I don't date men even really my age. So I have that old soul. Like I have that gentleman. Like, you know, it's hard for me because I want a gentleman and they are so sparse out here. Like, you know, I want that open up my car doors, help me carry in bags. I want that just like kiss on the forehead or, you know, the, I got you. What do you need? Um, just all that gentleman stuff, that passion, the candles, the slow music, the, you know, all that OG stuff. And nobody does it. Nobody. <laughs> well, except the ones that are probably already married and that's why they're married. So yeah. I guess I just have to wait for the good man to divorce the bitchy <laughs> women they married and hopefully catch one of them. <laughs> nah, or or you might have to get with the times a little bit, but he the, the person might have a little bit of the old soul, but he might actually be real smooth with, you know, being a modern man. For real though. I mean, I guess people don't even do flowers no more. Well, I mean, unless well, you're, unless it's a funeral. 
Well, like unless it's a funeral, who wants to only get flowers when it's a funeral or if it's a holiday? I don't care. Don't give me no flower when you walk in and you're thinking about it just because it's Valentine's Day or just because it's a birthday and that's standard. Like, I don't even need you to spend money. You can even pick a fake one. You can even pay a dollar from the store and just bring me something like, hey, I was thinking of you. But women aren't even treated like women anymore. Now, however, I'm not going to only bash men. I feel like a lot of men are not treated like men either. Well, yeah. And I have seen it it does go both ways because I've seen so many times women disrespect their men in public. And I feel sorry for the man. I kind of want to say to the woman, like, hey, do you know that? Like, don't talk to him in public like that in front of people. Like, that's not cool. It doesn't make you look good. Like, you just completely degraded him as a man. Or there are a lot of women that put their wants and their um, needs above their man. And, and you know, and a lot of men are starving for needs and wants, too. So, I mean, I, I know that women are trifling out here, too. I know that. <laughs> So, I, just, <laughs> I just had to say that, you know, but <laughs> I mean, that's all right. I, I don't, you know, you're just keeping it real. Yeah, I mean, there are there are women out here that are just as bad. They are, but, but I, uh, I don't know. Things change, though. It's like it's like after all this time, like the whole flowers. I'm just going back to the flowers thing as an example. Mm-hmm. The whole flowers thing does seem played out even though like for me like I there's a part of me that says yeah it is played out but at the same time like I am still totally down with buying and girl flowers but the, the, the thing is though it's just it's not naturally received well anymore and so I can see why people I can see why guys is like well I just need to come up with something else that would be better than flowers because I don't know flowers they're just flowers and women complain and about just getting flowers all the time. You know what I'm saying? But that's a selfish, greedy woman. Do you? Okay, so you know my my history. We've already said that a million times. You you know the type of men I've dealt with and what I give versus what I get. And and it is my own fault that my standards aren't higher, or that when a man does the norm for me, I feel like, ooh, whoa, he went out of his way. Like, I get excited over a man pumping my gas, okay? Like, that is ridiculous that something so normal I get excited about. But it's because people don't do that. Like, I'm excited over a man pumping my gas. I'm excited if someone comes over to my house and they have what they know I like to drink and bring it. Like, that small stuff pleases me so maybe you're right maybe it's not about the flowers maybe it's just about hey i know this is their favorite candy or maybe hey i'm out and i seen this shirt but it's like we always have to find reasons to have to do something nice for somebody and it's like no just do it because you thought of that person and a lot of times you know i know that people that are being nice it does they feel like they're weak and In my evaluation of myself yesterday and a lot of today, what I realized is my tendency is that I continue to always want the men that don't want me. 
However, I don't want the men that do want me. And when it boils down to me looking at why, for some reason, the men that are very nice to me, that respect me to the utmost, who would go out of their way for me, for some reason, I do not like them. What is my problem? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I don't want no, uh, I don't want no stick up girl. Some girl that's just, she plays it, plays everything by the book. And I think that might be the issue. So like, who asked me to somebody asked, oh, somebody at work asked me, we was talking about relationship. It was a grown woman too. And, uh, she asked me like, you know what, like what type of girl I'll be dating, what I date. And she was like, well, what about church girl? And see, I had two answers. The answer is yes, but the answer is no, because it depends on, it depends on the personality behind the lifestyle. And so like, there's just some girls that go to church. That's great. They save and stuff. I just don't like their personality. I don't like, I just don't like their vibes. I don't like it. Even though they save, I'm just not cool with it. So it really just, it depends. It really does. I don't want to just date a girl just because she's a church girl. That's not going to work for me. If I feel I got better chances with a woman that is not in the church, but, you know, she still believe like I do, I would take my chances with her than I would with a church girl. That's really how I feel. So, you know, the dudes that got the utmost respect for you, or if I was to put myself in your shoes where a girl just head over heels for me, <sighs> dang it, man. It's freaking, it's probably because life experiences make me feel a little bit jaded, think jaded, and I just, I'm not really sure if I actually really like it, even though I know it is a very good thing. I just don't. I just can't accept it. I don't know why. I just can't. I can't accept that it's just so head over heels. I can't. There's got to be some dang flaws in it, man. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that's the case. But for me, I don't think that there has to be flaws in it. But I get. I don't want to say I get bored, but I can't be with a pushover. I have such a strong personality that, you know, my personality is very um, strong in the way that I'm not bossy or controlling, but I'm set in my ways. And I want someone that's gonna say, no, I, I disagree with that. Or, Hey, I want you to look at this a different way. Or I want someone that's going to open up my mind to different thought processes and I don't want someone that's just going to agree with me and always be like, Sarah, what do you need? And Sarah, what do you want? And I don't want them to just go with the flow so easily and just not keep who they are or stand for what they like. You know, like, because right now I have um, a person who he did not think that he didn't know how he felt about me. Of course, after some time had passed, he got in touch with me. Now he knows how he feels about me. Okay, great. 
you know, he will say, hey, do you just need a hug? I'll just cuddle you. Nothing sexual. Like, let me just hold you. Whereas I'm used to holding men. I'm not used to men wanting to hold me or, hey, you have a bad day. What can I do for you? Or, hey, I just worked all night long, but come over for breakfast and I'll cook you breakfast before I lay down and take a shower. And so I'm like, man, that is like what I want. But then when them offers come in, I'm like, eh, nah, I'd rather go chase this dude who tells me he doesn't want me all the time. Like, like a psychopath, you know what I mean? And I, and it's not that because I know that for husband material that I need the one that is going to nurture me or be that strong man that wants to provide for his woman or make her feel good. But there's just something, there's just, like you said, something about, I don't, like, I need the challenge of it, or I need, I just can't have no weak man. I just can't. I can't do it. Just can't do it. Some women, yes, some women look for weak men so they can use them or take advantage of them. But I, there's nothing I need from a man. And we've had this conversation that, you know, I'm independent. I pay my own bills. I have a career that I continue to step up the ladder in my career. I never go down or backwards. I always go up, you know, as far as my home and the kids and pushing them. And as far as financially, there's nothing. And th- and men hate this. I know hearing an independent woman, but there's nothing a man can do for me other than provide me with affection because I can't provide myself with affection. So if the only thing I need from you is that mental and emotional component, you really got to just kind of meet that or else you have no purpose in my life. Like there's nothing you can really do to me or for me. And if you don't meet that, then I'm going to miss you. I'm going to think of you. I'm probably not going to want to not talk to you no more, but I'm going to feel like you didn't bring nothing to me to lose, to feel like I miss. Mm, yeah. Well. But yet I still choose that man that is emotionally unavailable, that doesn't want the relationship, that wants to be in females' faces, that wants to, you know, do whatever it is they want to do. And I avoid the one that just is head over heels and would treat me and my kids like the world. And then I boo-hoo that I'm single and not married. When I look back at the men I've looked past or slighted, I would have been married by now. But then I question myself, would I have been settling? Yeah, but what exactly, where's the attraction at? So uh, the reason I asked that is because, uh, man, this is really di- this is really difficult for me to really explain. I don't even think I can explain it, but I feel like there's different folks, different strokes. So since there's since everybody is different, I guess you can find something that is attractive, whatever that may be. So. Uh, actually, I don't think I can ask you that question. I mean, I asked you that question, but I don't really think I have anything to say about it. Not, not, not at this moment, but can you answer that question? Like what question? Like, Uh, is there attraction? 
Yeah, what what's the attraction? Um, I mean, like what's different what's things attract attraction? me though. Yeah, I guess see, I guess right. different things attract me because with one of my kids' dads, because of course I'm not going to use names, with one of my kids' dads, um, you know, when I first met him, I was like, I even told one of my friends, like, oh my gosh, he is not attractive. Like, I would not touch him, let alone like have a child with him, you know. And I ended up falling madly in love with him because yes, there has to be that physical component. But once I believe a person can grow on you, I do think that a person can grow on you. And this is so random, but I used to see pictures of Offset with Cardi. Okay. And I used to be like, Offset is so ugly. What does she see in him? Now I see pictures of Offset and I'm like, dang, he's kind of (laughs) cute. Like he's kind of grown on me and he's grown on me since like just putting himself out there and really like making himself look like a fool and admitting that he was a fool for cheating on her. And just the pictures of like him and the kids and the videos of him and the kids and like how he loves his family makes me now look at him different. Like, I think you can become attracted to a person based on qualities. Now they can't be completely ugly. I mean, they can't be completely ugly, obviously. Like for some reason, me, I'm a big girl. I don't like big guys. For some reason, no matter what their qualities are, I have a very difficult time being attracted to a man that is a, a plus size man. Hey, that's just, I just do. Yeah, that's just the way it is. You know, it's just that. Um, I don't think fat on fat. Like, I think it's very difficult to have two plus size people trying to be sexual. Like, it's not, I don't know. I've just been fortunate enough to find athletic or um, I don't want to say better fit because that's not, you know, that's what I'm attracted to though. Would I, would I ever go outside of what I'm used to or my type per se? Um, Yes, I believe I would. I believe that when you step outside of your normal type is probably when you're going to find something you never thought that you would find because you're now opening up your, horizons and you're opening up your opportunities to be more open-minded and find someone that could be potentially a better match for you. That, that, that's true. I actually agree. Um, and I would hate, I would hate for someone to think, Oh, Sarah, your personality is great. And I love spending time with you, but you know, you're just kind of overweight. I don't, I, you're not my preference. I mean, that would hurt my feelings but I can't be a hypocrite. Like I would have to say, I respect that. Like I respect that you can't be attracted to me. Um, Not everyone is going to be attracted to everybody. Period. Like it's just the name of the game. And another thing with our society is we are so afraid to hurt people's feelings that we're not honest. Mm. But all that does by sparing someone's feelings is hurt them more. Yeah. Well, it's all about it's all about how you deliver your critique. Like the better you get at it, I mean, not that you can avoid hurting people's feelings, but the impact, or I get I don't know the impact in receiving it 
I know you you have certain amount of control, but not not a whole lot. But your words is the only control that you have. So I think you can you can definitely give people the reject sign without being too nah. crazy. Yeah. You know, if I say to someone, hey, are you attracted to me? And they're not, I would prefer them say, you know, no, I'm not. And I could say, wow, that kind of hurt a little because it's not going to feel good, but I can respect it. I will always respect that more than I would respect them pretending or not just being straight up with me and me wondering where I stand with someone. And, you know, that brings me to another topic, too. When you don't know where you stand with someone specifically, do you think that can create insecurities? Oh, uh, heck yeah, of course. 100%. So, so I, and I'm, I won't use a name out of respect to you. So you were in a situation and you were dealing with this female and you liked her, but you didn't really like her enough. Okay. So because you can do that. You can like somebody, but not really like them enough to want it to be a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you like you liked her and there was, you know, some uh, some physical involved. There was some spending time. There was conversation. And a lot of times you probably were not clear where you guys stood. Was do you feel like that created insecurity in her? Yeah. Because uh, if she's if she's given seventy and I'm given thirty, even though my thirty is strong, she's still giving more than I am. And there, there's there's a there's clearly there's a natural imbalance, and that's not okay. Like even if you can't put your finger on it, like your you as a human being, you have enough senses to know that something is off. You know it. Now, I understand insecurities can speak very loud, but at the same time, if you if you're actually practicing self-reflecting and all that stuff, you are bound to come up with. You are bound to run into something that is very fruitful to help you understand yourself and to help understand what is going on in your situation. And I'm not saying that is that is the crutch of it all, but I'm just saying don't doubt your intuition. Question it. Because you don't want to be that person. Yeah, you don't want to be that person that's always insinuating. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like you, you, you have the thoughts in your head and you're analyzing, but you have not prematurely put insinuation on the situation. You know what I'm saying? Now, what if you, okay, so say, but because you and her never were in an official, there was no title. You never you and her never agreed to actually be in a relationship. Did you? No, no. Okay. So say, you know, there is no title. You have not said, yes, we are going to be in this or no, we are not. So now clarity is just all over the place. You know, some days you're into it. Some days you're not, of course, she should have been smart enough to been like, okay, well, forget this. Like I deserve more. I'm worth more. Maybe I, you know, sometimes you get blinded by feelings, you get blinded by emotion. Um, you know, and like you said, maybe, you know, she was given 70%, you were given 30. So obviously there was an imbalance. 
with my situation, I questioned. I knew that my insecurity was created by not knowing where I stood, by not the imbalance, but by the um, just back and forth. Today, I'm into you. Tomorrow, I'm not into you. Um, Today, I want to spend time with you. Tomorrow, I need to push you away because you did A, B, and C that I didn't like or, you know, whatever. So, you know, I really did have to question, am I insecure about other people or am I insecure based on just not knowing where I stood? Would I have been more secure had I known where I stood? And that was something I I kind of like questioned because there are times when I've had jealousy. Um, There's going to be times when you have jealousy. I am a plus size woman. Um, So I do feel like there are beautiful women out here. Now, do I feel like there are women, a lot of women that are better women than me? Or do I believe that there are women that could make particular men as happy as I could? No, because I am confident. I am very confident in who I am, in my morals, my values, in the way that I love, the way I love hard, the way I love unconditional, okay? I know that I could make someone so unbelievably happy for the rest of their life. Um, So I know that I'm not jealous in the way of that. I'm not jealous of people having opposite sex friends. I don't, you know, really care about that stuff, Um. So I did question, though, I did question, is it insecure or is it that I just didn't know where I stood? And I really believe had I know where I stood, I wouldn't have felt insecure. Mm. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would agree with that. Definitely. But there's, but there's a misperception from some men and from some women when they're dealing with others that it's just being jealous or insecure because the person can do as they please or whatever. I mean, that's why communication is so big. Communication has to be had. And people are shutting down emotionally these days. I have talked to a man that is 50 years old who has said to me, I am scared to emotionally involve myself with a woman. So I, my question to him was, if you are emotionally scared, but yet you want a marriage, how do you think that is going to happen? Mm, no, That's a it's no-go. not going to happen because that means if you're emotionally scared, but yet you're trying to date somebody for it to work toward marriage, that means you are never going to get to that point because she is always going to not know where she stands with you. That is going to make a woman insecure. It's going to make her feel unwanted. It's going to make her have all these other doubts and not about herself and not doubt that he will be with other women, but just, again, where she stands with him. So uh, I, I think it's totally normal when you're not sure where you stand at and you're, you're, you get insecure about it. But at the same time, I guess the question is, what are you willing to put up with? So and the exchange of you putting up with it. Because like if I was on the outside looking in at some people's relationships or personalities in that relationship, 
you know, there's things that you can point out immediately. And, you know, some people would be like, man, that, that'd be a no for me. You ain't going to talk to me like that, or you ain't this or that, but, but see, that's you. You're not going to put up with that. So the question I have for you is, what are you willing to put up with? Not at the expense of, you know, yourself, but I guess there's some things in relationships that are just, but it, the foundation is strong. You know what I'm saying? Well, to answer your question, that can be a catch 22. Mm. It goes to what you just said. It goes to what's the foundation? How strong is it? Um, It goes to, do you care about somebody enough to even want to work with that person? I believe that every behavior can be changed. Um, I believe every behavior can be changed. I believe that every, every habit can be changed if you want to change it. I also believe that when you get with the right person, that they will make you want to be better. They I will bring the best out of you, right? You said what? Bring bring the best out of you, right? They will. They will bring and they may bring out the worst, but yeah. what are they willing to do to not walk away? What are they willing to say, you know, if I'm dealing with a man that has baggage or if he has past trauma or if he has an issue, say it's jealousy. You know, I you know I've been with jealous men. If I, yeah. you know, was with you know, a man that's jealous or has baggage or trauma. If I care enough, I'm going to say, what can we do together? What can I do to ease your mind? What can I do to help you get through this? You know, instead of saying, well, you got this wrong with you and you got that wrong with you and I'm tired of it and I'm just going to walk out on you. No. Now, if it's someone I don't care about, then of course I'm going to be like, forget it. I'm not going to put up with this. I don't have to put up with it. You know, that's the catch 22. Yeah. Where do you, you know, if you care, if you care, you're going to see how much more you can take or what ways you can help them through the process. If you don't care, you're just going to shut them out and throw them to the wind and go to the next. And that is what happens to be the most you know, something that's happened the most now of days, it's going from, um, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can still hear you. Okay. So that's the other thing now, nowadays what's happening is I've seen this meme and I'm looking at it cause I'm going to read it. And it was really, it really stuck out to me. It said, you found somebody to help you get over me. And I got over you by finding myself. We're not the same. And that kind of made me was like facts. That is a fact. Mm. So many of us use another person to get over the other person. That I is can't do that. True. I cannot do that. For some reason, if I tell you that I love you, it's because I truly love you. Because I don't just go around telling people I love them. That's not just something I do. I don't use them words freely. Um, I'm uncomfortable if I feel like I love someone too soon. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel you. But there's there's no no time frame in loving somebody. And why I say that, now to a degree there is though. Like if someone talks to me one time and they're like, oh, I think you could be my future wife. I'm a little creeped out. 
I'm like, uh, you don't know me. You know, that's a little creepy. If someone knows me for a month and is like, Sarah, I love you. I, I'm, I'm pretty creeped out. Okay. I'm creeped out. But when you have daily conversation, when you are spending a lot of quality time, when families are starting to be involved, okay, when my kids are starting to be around you a little bit, when your kids are starting to be around me, when I'm taking you to my family's homes, when I'm going to your family homes, you know, when every time I think about something you like and I'm like, hey, and I share it with you or you're thinking about things and you share it with me. That every day after, I mean, say, say three months, that's 90 days of every day. You know if you love somebody. I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't really answer that. I think it just depends on the person. It does depend on the person. I mean, I've dealt with people for six months to a year and not known that I love them. I've dealt yeah. with someone for four months and known that I have fallen for them. So it does depend on the person. But you do know if you don't want them or you do know if you do want them. Yeah. True. I mean, you don't That's true. I mean, you don't spend that much time with someone and not know where you stand. You got that right. And that's where with that older man um, that treats me wonderfully. Now it's an issue because I was like, well, you talked to me for how many months? You didn't know where I stand with you. And now you do know, but now I'm not interested because how many more times are we going to play this back and forth? And am I going to get drawn back in for you to decide again? You don't know how you feel about me. So now here's it. So it sounds exactly like the person comes to a point where they just don't know what they want to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, man, I don't think I I don't think your insecurity is misplaced. And maybe I don't even know. I mean, I guess we can call it insecurity. But at the same time, like, mm, I don't know. I That's just not fair at all. It's not fair at all because uh, why why does it change so frequently like that? Well, a person is going to do things that turn you on or off. Like That's with true. your circumstance, like with your circumstance, that female that you dealt with, there was different time periods you dealt with her. There was a break in between the time periods. So what changed for you? You know what I mean? Like when you just asked me that question, I can throw it back to you. Like you were in a similar situation and you were into her and then you weren't. And then you were. What? Why? Why does that happen with men? Well, I'm she a, probably I'm did a- something that turned you off. No, I'm a, I know exactly. I know exactly what it was for me, so I can tell you. I actually have an answer. So okay, the answer, what? So the answer is, she was in a ten year. Was it ten or was it seven? I don't know. I think it was between seven and ten year relationship before we started talking, and that was a red flag right there. That's a red flag to me too. Like usually, I don't like to date women that have been in long-term relationships and then you know it don't work out and then just start dating not not for her personality so that was a red flag so that was a mistake on me but I still went with it number two okay number two she was already 
head over heels for me, which means she falls fast. And based on conversations and hanging out with her and stuff, I mean, it didn't take long for me to come to a conclusion, but she was very, very, I I don't want to say obsessive. That might be too strong, but she was very direct about wanting to be in love and saying that she deserves to be loved and all this stuff. And again, that comes from the lack of a foundation of a long-term relationship. You know what I'm saying? Lots of insecurities that she hasn't dealt with. And, you know, I'm not the guy that's going to help her with that. She just got out of a long-term relationship. So that's another reason. And then the the other reason, obviously, because she had kids. Mm -hmm. And And you do not want someone with kids. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I always say that it's a possibility, but I only say that because, well, it is a possibility. It's just, it's just not on my mind like that. Like it really isn't, but I didn't. And you've experienced it. Like you've always said, I do not want to date someone with, with kids. Then you have been open to it. You have dated some with kids. And yeah, after the fact you have said, I knew I didn't want to date someone with kids. I know. I know. (laughs) I mean, at least I tried, but still, you know. I'm getting older. It might change as I get older. I don't know, but well, um, you're not that young, man. I'm not. Well, I'm not, but I am. <laughs> okay. I'm only like above mid thirties, just one year above mid thirties, and that's not that's not that bad actually. So no. statistically, we statistically thirty five and thirty six year olds kind of about done it all. They about yeah. had their kids and all that stuff. But anyways. So that was another thing. And then another thing is we worked together. That was also a red flag. So all those things was all red flags. And I still went with it. Like, and I did like her. Like I said, I liked her. I enjoyed a lot of aspects of her personality. Like I could be myself around her. Like she was cool. I did. I liked her. But those red flags, those things was, wow. Yeah. Like they just didn't go away just because we liked each other. You know what I'm saying? And Could you have worked on some of them red flags, do you think? No, I can't. I can't. I can't fix what wasn't done in a long-term relationship. Okay. And, and I can't. When, when people start talking about they deserve, there's a certain aspect of it I agree with. But there is a big portion of it I don't agree with because it's all out of context. And that's really, and that's just from my perspective. I can't really help her do that because that's something she has to do for herself in order to figure out what kind of woman she want to be in a relationship. So if I say, so if I say right now, um, because this is how I feel. If I say to you, Ryan, Hey, guess what? You know, I deserve a man that would love me and treasure me and um, put full forth effort like I put forth into people. What would your response to me be? My response would be absolutely you deserve it because you put the work into your character and that's just the bottom line. She didn't. She didn't because she didn't give it no time to do that see what i'm saying okay and here's another point i want to make and i'm not sure if we had this conversation or i heard it 
I don't know where I heard it, but they were spot on. They said that you can't, you cannot use somebody to make yourself feel better. So if you don't feel better about yourself, trying to get somebody to help you feel better about yourself, like the whole point, you dating them, like at your, at your heart, that's what it's about. It's mm-hmm. not going to last long because you're not satisfied with yourself. You have to be content with yourself. You really do. And I'm not talking about like phases. I'm talking about like you are content with yourself. You like your personality. You love yourself. It's okay that if you have the times where you don't, but at at the end of the day, you do. You know what I'm saying? You respect mm-hmm. yourself. You know what I mean? Okay. So... Nothing and wrong I always with hear- dating somebody to get to another level. I, I don't disagree with that. But if that's going to be your whole goal, like this person is about to make me uh, go so high. And I don't know. I know that I have heard in the last couple years so many people say to me. Now, when I say this, I want to clarify I have not been sexual. I have not been sexual with all these people. I have not been in relationships with all these people. And I have not had my kids involved with all these people. Okay. But I have talked to people of the opposite sex who they will always say to me, oh my gosh, Sarah. Because of course I have flaws. I'm by far nowhere close to being perfect. I will admit my flaws. I will admit that I have had crazy moments. I will admit that, you know, I was raised in chaos. I was in chaos for so many years of my life. Um, I have grown tremendously. I mean, I don't know if you have noticed or not, just from even knowing me when I was pregnant till now, like I've made tremendous growth. And, and even the way I just deal with people, like I don't deal with people. Like I sit in my house and I deal with a select few I deal with only genuine, genuine, truthful, honest, like upfront people. And what I hear though is you're the, you know, you're a great woman. We don't have nothing bad to say to you, say about you. Like you would be perfect. It's not you, it's us. And I'm like, I am so tired of men telling me it's not you, it's us. Well, clearly it's me. Cause why is my ass still single? Oh, well, so I'm a, I'll tell you what. I, I'll say a part of it, and this is, I don't know if it's the immature part. I just, maybe it's just human nature. Sometimes I really do think that um, there are a lot of good women out there. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I don't know why men just don't. They want a good thing, but they want a good thing with a little danger to it. And so I guess I guess if you find a woman that you can just set if you find a woman that has really nice, just unbelievable qualities, you have to think to yourself as a guy, there's guys thinking you have to think to yourself, if I do this, this is a one time trip. That means that either I find some way to try to negate this, but still kind of keep close, you know, just 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 in case I want to make my full decision. Or I don't. I'll just go out there and play a little bit longer. And then maybe I'll try to come back. 
Okay. And that is what a lot of them do. A lot of them will say that and then they'll like hit my phone up like, hey, and I'm like, uh, over it. But but I'm not just like I have I'm one of them type of people that like I have. Okay, so I have that professional side to me where I can be business like and professional and speak appropriately and be just the nicest person you've ever met. But then I have that ghetto side to me. And in the bedroom, I have that crazy wild. Who doesn't want that? Who does not want that lady in the streets freaking the sheets? Like, I thought that is what people wanted. I thought I'm not, you know, I'm up for anything. Like, I will do anything. That, and I'm not talking sexual anymore because I'm talking in general, not sexual. But I am up for anything. I will go with the flow. I am easy to get along with. Like, I don't complain about much. I don't re- I don't even require much. I don't even ask much for anyone. Like, when I have people say, oh, I'll be there for you, I say thanks. But I already know that I don't, I'm never going to call them if I'm in need. You know what I mean? Like, I already know that. Thank you. I appreciate you're going to be there for me. But really, like, <laughs> I'm probably not going to use you for that. And so that's why when guys say to me, oh, you're such a good girl. I can't say nothing wrong. I tell my friends about you. I say this or that. The problem is just me. I feel like it's a cop out. It's a cop out to me. It is a smack in my face. It is not a compliment to me whatsoever. Uh, Yeah, it could be. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that to make you feel a certain way, but you I absolutely. For some reason, that's the thing these days. It's to tell a person about how good they are, and yet, I I guess it's just incompatibility issues. I mean, there's plenty of good girls, but that doesn't mean that y'all would gel very well. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, not y'all, but like people that are good for dating doesn't mean that they would gel very well with with everybody. People, yeah, that's good for dating. But okay. everybody don't everybody don't want a lady in the streets and a freak. <laughs> In a bit, and not everybody wants that. Like they really don't. Like I don't. I don't. I never really thought of it. I not. Not that I never thought of it. I just. I don't think of it like that anymore. Probably because I'm older. Like I do not think about lady in the streets and a freak in a bed. I just don't. It just. Do you want a boring woman? Like what would? Okay, so if you had this like nice woman who just was all sugar and spice and never or all, just sugar and sweet and never and, and lack the spice when you get bored so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be real with you so <laughs> what what tends to ignite or switch it for me is because i'm already an introvert but for yeah, some reason was. for some reason certain personalities kind of turns that on its head and I'm more actually I'm actually more aggressive and more joking towards a person that's quiet like me I don't know why but it's like I feel like because we're both introverted I'm going to be the more outgoing one I really (laughs) do honestly feel that way and I know it sounds funny but if I manage to break the mold I'm I'm absolutely going to be okay. I'm going to be cool with it. But if I can't, then that's going to be a problem for me. I'm not going to necessarily think that she's boring. 
it's just going to be like, man, okay, well, how do I open her up, you know, loosen her up to, you know, laugh a little and just kind of like throw her little corny ideas out there and maybe we can, (laughs) (laughs) maybe we can work with her or something. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. And what do you, it's so another thing too that, you know, what do you think about friends of the opposite sex? Now, I, the reason why I'm like bringing this up is because, you know, everybody has friends of the opposite sex. That's natural. That's natural. That's healthy. Like you're supposed to have friends of the opposite sex. I personally, I personally have more male friends than I do female friends. Um, I, I talk to men. I talk to men easier than I do. I've never had, I mean, I'm always that one girl in the crowd of all guys. Yeah, um, true. So, you know, friends of the opposite sex, I think, are very, very important. Um, at what point, though, in dating does it become an issue? Because, and the reason I'm asking this is that's another issue I'm having with, you know, dating now and not being in, because I'm usually in long-term relationships. You know, I was with um, Alexa's dad on and off for five years. I was in with, you know, McKenna's dad on and off five years. I was with Tony for three years. I'm only 36. Do the math. You know, I've not, you know, I was with Rich for two years. So I don't really do all this, um, just dating tons of people. And, you know, I like to put my energy into one place um, just because of my own conscience and just because of, you know, me, I feel like I'm cheating on somebody if we don't have a title but I'm with you all the time and then I'm with someone else like it just don't feel right to me oh yeah but but then what's happening is when it doesn't work out they are still my friends you know so I have a friend Jamie and I have my friend Willie and you know I have you know my you and I have you know Brandon and I had you know I have all these friends that have stemmed from things that just haven't worked out so at what point does that become a problem when I do get into a relationship and now, you know, I have this partner, but all my friends, all my best friends are these men that have been, that I have been sexual with at one point or were options at one point, you know, how, how is that going to work? So, you know, how, do, how does that work when you are trying to be in a healthy relationship, but yet you have all these friends that you had past relationships, like relations with? Um, well, I just say you you always play it by ear because if they if they happen to catch feelings for you or something and you you like you catch on to that, then it's your responsibility to handle it in a way where your relationship isn't compromised. And hopefully they are understanding enough to, you know, let let it be. I don't think there's anything wrong with having the opposite sex of friends. Uh but 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 there's boundaries. Yes, there there are boundaries. There are definitely boundaries. So, like, if your if your guy friends are the type of guys that if you was to go visit them, which I know that sounds kind of funny, if you got a boyfriend, I don't know, but if you was to go visit them, or or they was to come visit you, more you go visit them, and they just 
in the comfort of their home, they just walk around with their shirt off all the time and in their draws. And you're not the type of person to not get tempted at all. But somehow your boyfriend finds out about it and you totally cool about it. You probably should not go over there just because you ain't trying to have an argument and it'll be fine. Okay. That makes you sense. I mean, you know that makes saying? a lot of sense. Yeah. But if it's anything else, like it's just pretty normal. I don't know. Like dudes just need to chill out or girls. I'm just saying, I'm not saying yeah, girls or I guys. Wouldn't I wouldn't, I'm not saying that I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, but thinking and then saying is two different things. You don't want to be a person to be impulsive. You you got to give something a chance. You got to give interactions of ch- a chance to an extent. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, Do you the think chance- there should be boundary cutoffs as far as, say, because, um, you know, I just think because, you know, I've had situations where, you know, I actually just went to a wedding of somebody that I was very, very close to and someone that I you know, at one point in my life years back, felt that him and I were going to be at the altar, not me going to his wedding with someone else, you know. And I went to that wedding and I actually helped serve their drinks at that wedding <laughs> um, because that's just who I am. And so I'm very conscious of being the friend that doesn't bring up what used to be with us. Or I'm very conscious of saying, hey, Like, what's going on with you, but what's going on with her as well? Or, um, hey, you know, I want to have dinner and let's catch up. Why don't you see what she's doing and why don't we all go together? You know, I don't call him in the middle of the night unless it's an emergency. I don't text him at unnormal hours. I don't do any of them things out of being a conscious, respectable friend to not you know, interrupt what they have or to not create problems or anything like that. Now you will have friends that, you know, I've had circumstances where I have guys that have female friends and me and the guys are just talking. So we're not in a relationship and they basically have zero boundaries as far as when these females can call them or text or when these females can show up or they have zero boundaries as far as the type of conversations or text messages or pictures that are being sent or, you know, things like that. So mm-hmm. at what point, you know, where is the line? No, that's common sense stuff. If girls are sending you naked, well, I, again, you can't, you can't stop them from sending them, but you can stop from receiving them. So, uh, I don't know. I don't really think there's a strong case against that. I shouldn't be receiving no, unless it's random. Like, like, you know, like in emails, you get spam. Like that's, you ain't got no control over it, but I'm not going through my spam searching through the pictures. I'm not doing all that. Heck no. I mean, sometimes there's no control over phone calls either though. I had someone call me randomly the other night. And I had no idea who it was. I seriously had no idea. And there's no way I could control that. 
Yeah, but there's a pattern to everything. Real talk, because like if if I don't know, that's the thing. It's just a pattern. That's that's what I would say. If there's a noticeable pattern and you pick up on it, cutting in and out a little bit. Okay, there. Um, you know, I've seen where uh, I feel bad for some of my my female friends. You know, their guys will invite certain inappropriate behavior and then wonder why there's problems in their relationship. True that. But it comes back to the respect of who you're with. I mean, if you have zero respect for who you're with, you're not going to care. You're going to do whatever you want to do. And nothing that person says is going to make a difference in your actions. Um, You know, in my self-evaluation, I have realized today that you can't make people feel the way they don't. You can't make people do things that they don't want to do. And you can't make them respect you if they just don't respect you. Ah, That's true. That's why genuinity goes a long way because when people actually do, because they actually make conscious efforts, it just, it takes a whole lot off your shoulders. Really does. But what is genuine these days? You know, I'm, I would say that I'm a genuine person. I'm sure that if people asked my friends like you or my friends that I've had for, you know, 10, 15 years, they would say I'm genuine. I do not do things with motive. I mean, am I right or wrong? No, you're, you're right. I mean, I guess I'm a technical person. So I would, I would technically think like, well, technically there's a motive, but it's not selfish. It's never, it's never really selfish. So I would, I would say it that way. You don't have any selfish motives, not selfish motives enough to like use whole people. You don't use people at all. No. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? But I question people's motives. One of my problems is I go hard and I go hard too quick for people I care about. Oh, well, yeah, that that sounds like something to work on because, yeah, There's, there's a lot of people like that. I've talked to people like that. I mean, you're not the only person I've met that's like that. But you I'm are. I'm so nurturing. It's just. You're I'm more what? You're, you're a person I'm more in contact with consistently with that kind of personality. Mm-hmm. I'm nurturing. I'm just like so nurturing that I'm all about what do you need? What can I do for you? What makes you happy? And for some reason, my happiness, now I am happy. I'm good with, you know, of course I have things to work on, but I'm good with how I feel. And I don't, I'm not happy based on making other people happy. But I definitely am someone that enjoys other people's happiness. It definitely makes me feel good to be able to be there for, for other people. Wow, yeah. So uh, that's, that's you said what? I said that's great. For real. But I go too I, hard. I think I go too hard. I have, I have some of that, but I'm very uh what is the word I want to use? I'm very particular. Clout. I'm very particular about it because I don't it's not that I don't trust people, it's just I have a I kind of just do like a a minimum and I hate, I absolutely hate wasting my time 
Like that is that is a thing. That is and that's in everything. Like everything. I hate wasting time. I hate wasting my time. Like if I'm at functions and people's late all the time, that stuff irks my nerves. Like hardcore. And I know life, you can't have you can't have control over people and stuff like that, but that type of stuff right there just it's enough to make me quit something and just move on. And I'm that's the type of person I am. So I have to be I'm I have to be careful because I know I'm the type of person or at certain points, and you know this too. Certain points I just cut it off for real. I just be done. I just do. It's not it's not it's good, but it's 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 also very, very bad. Are you still there? Sarah, can you hear me? Sarah. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Can can you hear me? Yeah. Man, I hate when it does that. But hey, it's not done it for a while. I heard everything you said though. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm different. I'm different than you. Like you're easy. And people are like that. Some people are in for the long haul, even if it is going to hurt for a little bit, even if it's like going to, you know, it's not going to last, you know, some people are like, Hey, I'm wasting time. Bye. Other people, unfortunately me. Now there are times where if I know it's a complete waste, but if I have any faith in you or any hope whatsoever, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient enough. Um, and not feel like I'm wasting time if I feel like there is something that could fix what we have going on. Uh, 100% with you. Same. Um, I'm with you on that one. But I'm also a person that don't feel like people are just disposable. You know, I don't think that the grass, okay, the grass is greener on the other side. We've heard that all growing up. You know, everyone always wants the grass greener on the other side. And one thing that I say, and I've seen it, I've seen it years ago, probably 10 years ago, and it sticks is maybe if you watered your own grass, the grass on the other side wouldn't be greener. So many people are worried about what is going to be better. What's next? Well, I don't want to be with you because, you know, what if there's someone better? I don't want this job because... What if I can find better? I don't want, you know, it's like we're always looking for the next thing and not appreciating what we have and knowing that if we put the effort into it and we watered it and we cared about it, that it would grow into something that could be phenomenal. That is so, that is, that's that's the light right there. That's that. Simple stuff that blows the socks off a million and one excuses because, man, I mean, that's great. Just never being content, Content. you know, never Never being content. Oh, my God. Never being content. And and this is something else. A couple years ago, and it's on my Facebook somewhere, I put – is it bad or good to never be content? Because I found myself in a place where no matter what job it was, no matter how much money I was making, no matter how nice my home was, no matter what I was doing, I felt like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And I was never satisfied. I was, I was finding that 
I wasn't satisfied and I would get a good job and I would have stability, but I'd continue looking for the next thing. You know, like it, it was like something in me that was like driving me. And then I thought, well, it's not okay to be content because if you're just content, then are you settling? Do you stop pushing for better? And I had to really reckon with the fact that contentness is a good thing. It's good to be content and to be happy with where you're at in life and with the things going on and to just appreciate that contentness and that it's not always somewhere else. Somewhere else isn't always going to be better. You're going to end up. And I've learned that the somewhere else that you think is better probably is going to have the same issues you had and what you thought wasn't good enough. Yep. You're right. You just take it with you. I mean, it's a new person. It's just a new person. Same life, same issues, just a new person. And then what? And then you get with that person and after a few months, once the honeymoon phase or once the fakeness wears off, you're in the same circumstance where you're like, hmm, I got to find somebody else. You're blocking me from happiness. What's better? Who's next? At what point in our lives do we get tired of doing that? Me, I'm 36 and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of going to the next, to the next, to the next when people are the same. Dang. See, you know why you spoke that so well? Because that's that's what you're going through right now. You, yeah, I think you you already got the answer to your question right there. I guess it just it all depends on. It really just depends on the other side of the equation, honestly, because you know what you want to do, but the other side don't, and that is, you know, what I don't like about it. The thing about it is. When people aren't ready, it can lie, it can really hold you up. But the 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 ironic thing is, they still could be one of the best things for you. It's just waiting for people to get into place, and it's like, well, how long does somebody else got to wait for somebody else to get in place? And that's not fair either. It's not fair, but it comes down to, you know, I I have a friend, and him and I had discussed this you know, before. And, um, he, you know, there was a discussion of blocking one another from, um, not waiting, not waiting because, you know, you don't want me to miss out. He didn't want me to miss out on someone that potentially could be for me. And what my response was, that's my choice. My choice, Mm -hmm. whether to be patient and wait is my choice. Yep. It wouldn't be your fault. If in the end, nothing pans out, then that would be my fault. That's not your fault. I can't blame you for that. Um, But don't push me off on other men. Don't say, go find someone else or, you know, I'm not ready. So go do this or go do that. Because you can't tell another person whether they want to wait or not. You can't tell another person to just get over their feelings for you tomorrow that's not how it works. Just because your feelings aren't mutual don't mean you can disregard or tell them how they should feel or what they should do. Yeah. You're, you're right. Now, there's a 
for your patients obviously will, you know, get slim. Or if you're seeing this person or, you know, if you're catching this person in lies, if this person is out with numerous women and they're just saying, oh, it's, it, you know, I'm just not ready. Now, being patient would be stupid. Yes, you would be being an ass, you know, to wait in that circumstance. But if someone is telling you that they emotionally have to get themselves together, that they um, mentally have to get themselves together, that they are working on certain things, then that's different. Like, okay, if I see that you ain't out here just hoeing and that you're working on yourself, then let me be patient and, I, and I'll wait if, if it's clear that you have a like toward me. Now, I am not going to tell a man to please be patient or that I have things going on if I know 100% I am not digging you, I'm not feeling you, and I'm never going to feel you. There's a difference. There's a difference between telling someone whether they should waste their time or not. Because you can't tell someone whether to waste their time. But me, I'm going to tell a man, and I've had to tell men, like, listen, no matter what you do, no matter how long you wait, no matter, like, how much you go the extra mile, I'm not into you at all. At all. But it comes down to having that hardcore hard cold truth and not trying to save face with people and it's hard when you care about someone it's hard when you care about someone to be honest absolutely and that's another you know that's another topic another topic is when is it okay to lie and when is it not okay to lie because you know I have been in circumstances where I've had no choice but to lie because otherwise I was getting my face punched in and it wasn't because I wanted to lie. It was because there was fear, fear, you know, fear of telling the truth, even if the truth was nothing that was bad. Yeah. You know, it could have been something as simple as, you know, I didn't leave my mom's at the time you told me to. So I'm late, but I had to lie and say, Oh, you know, I, You know, I had to stop and get gas. I didn't stop and get gas. But if I told you that I left my mom's later, then I was going to be in trouble for not leaving on time. You know, so sometimes we lie for just no reason. Like it's not even because it's a serious lie. It's not because, but we're the fear of a person's reaction. Mm. Or we're put in circumstances where how you react makes us feel like we can't be honest with you. Oh, that's a big one. Have you ever dealt with that where you've had to say a lie and then afterwards you're like, why did I just lie about that? It was so petty and stupid, but man, I did not want to deal with their reaction. Uh, I, ha- I have, but I would tell you on a, on a daily basis or generally, for the most part, no. But, however... I do experience an aspect of, or at least uh, a degree of that. And that's just with socializing. So I, I have to pretend like I'm interested and people, you know, people can have boring conversations or they can have interesting conversations or you're just not feeling them at all. You're just devoid of the emotion or maybe you're feeling it. I have to go through that. I go through it every single 
effing day. It drives me nuts. <laughs> like I, I seriously, I seriously like it messes with my self confidence like a whole lot. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty darn it's like something that surrounds my life. It's a cloud that surrounds my whole personality and life. I'm not even joking. I have a hard time. I have a hard time. I, I have a hard time being generally, genuinely interested in people. Although I feel that I should say that if people ask me for something, they needed something or just kind of like a, a service like attitude, I can give that to them. But see, that's all I can give them. I can't give them nothing extra. I can't be all like trying to be jokes with them and stuff. I'm just saying like generally, not like with my friends, but like just people in general. I have a really hard time with it. Like it's really difficult. But some days it's better than others. But other days it's like, it's like it just goes in reverse. It's so stupid. Like I just, ugh. It just makes me feel like because God loves people, it makes me seem like like I'm just disconnecting from the Lord because he cherishes people. But the difference is I'm in the flesh and I'm up and down. And so I have to realistically balance, like realistically, like put in my mind, like, okay, it's okay to not be interested or engaged at times. You just, that's just how it is. You just shut down a lot faster than other people. But and it is okay. Do, yeah. But when I because you don't want to fake. Exactly. That's the you that's don't want to fake point. That's the whole point. I and if you and fake. I were friends, I don't have that problem with you. But if you and yeah, I were I friends and you, you and you were phony to me, that would hurt me more. And I always say I would much rather be hurt by the truth than hurt by the lie. Because no matter how minor the lie is it breaks trust and yeah i would watch much rather be hurt and cry and get over it and know that you were straightforward with me um and i'm talking as simple as like like it could be a lie that's so small like i left the pen on the counter and you know darn well you put that pen in your in your purse like it just don't make sense to me. And that sounds stupid. That sounds like I'm being petty. Like, Sarah, come on now. You're going to be mad about, you're going to call that a lie. Man, a lie is a lie. I don't care how small it is. A lie is a lie. If you knowingly say something and know it is not the exact thing, it's a lie. That's true. In principle, it is the same degree as it something is the, that was more serious. You're right. It is the same exact principle. If you can lie to me over petty things that you don't have to lie to me about, yeah. what are you lying to me about that's serious? Hey, I agree. I, hey, I ain't got nothing to say about that. That's true. I feel that and way I think, about people. But I also feel like I'm too truthful. I feel like I'm too yeah. truthful. I, I overindulge in my truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know like my ex I was like I'm gonna cheat on you if you don't get it together and he looked at me like I was kidding and I'm like no I'm serious like I'm not lying I'm gonna cheat on you if you don't get it together you know like I'm overly I'm overly honest or like hey you know you're not giving me my need my needs are getting met like I actually consider going and cuddling with somebody like I'll say that and I think it's you know it's some people that pushes them away because they're like man that's how you 
that's what you would do. But I'm like, respect it. You don't have enough balls to be honest and say it. Would you say it to me? Hell no, you wouldn't say that to me. Like people need to be comfortable in truth. Be comfortable in truth. Wow. Right. That's all I want. But I've always been raised like that. My mom, my mom will tell you. People would say, I'm going to tell your mom. I'd be like, all right, I already did. I mean, I remember the first time I tried pot and marijuana, whatever, Mary J, weed, whatever anyone wants to call it now. And my cousins were like, we can't wait to tell Aunt Liv. We can't wait to tell Aunt Liv. I was like, I already told her. They're like, you're lying. You're lying. So they was like, Aunt Liv. And she was like, Sarah told me. I will never give you the opportunity to catch me up. <laughs> never. You will never get an opportunity to catch me up. Nah, that's, that's how I try to be. I don't want to and that's why either. men in my life, that's why a lot of men in my life that lied to me and have cheated on me, they get so mad because they get caught. But you will never catch me in a lie because I'm too real for that. I'm too honest for that. I'm too genuine for that. And I love too hard for that. Mm-hmm. I will never do to another person what I don't want done to me ever. Man, I feel that. Yeah. Oh, life. What can I say? This life is just. Whew. Well, you know, it's funny. This is kind of backtracking, like pretty far back in our conversation about. You just mentioned something about being jealous, but mm-hmm. it's so funny because like I get I get jealous, too. So and that's not a surprise, but I'm like, you know, I'm like smooth about it. But anyways, I get jealous, too. But this this woman that at, at my job. And I like her. I mean, I'm not like crazy about her or anything, but I do like her. And the reason I like her, there's a genuine like for her because she literally, while I was on the job, and this was like several years. This is now this is several years. This is over several years. So several years back, she was she came to the line where I was at and she had to like stand in my area because it was part of her job. She had to do something. And uh, I remember when she stood over there and this, there's two occasions. The first occasion, I didn't really talk to her. She seemed nice, whatever, but I didn't talk to her. But the second time, I don't know what it was. I think I was just open. And me and her immediately like clicked in conversation, like for real. Like it happened really fast. And uh, ever since then, even though it's not been consistent, it's like we see each other and we talk and it smiles and she's divorced now. And it's even more strange, not stranger. It's just different because I have her number now and it's like, uh, I don't know. It just it just feels like it's always like little tiny steps. All right. So today, but this is the point I'm trying to make. Today, I seen her in the cafeteria. <laughs> Was she talking to someone else and you got jealous? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. She was sitting with this guy eating breakfast. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I'm like, I'm totally cool with it. Like, she just talks to everybody. She just has that kind of personality. But like, I literally oh. thought in my head, this is what I thought in my head. I thought, Bruh, don't be trying to talk to my girl like that. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you've never good, like it's all and you've never now. even used and you've never even used her number. 
No, I use their number. I've texted. We've texted <laughs> oh, okay. each other before, but not, not, not like that. But okay. <laughs> but that's funny because in my head, like I do, I do think that from time to time. It's just, it's, it's. I don't know. I mean, it's natural. Jealousy can be, I mean, you can go and look up psychology books. Jealousy can be bad and it can be good. I mean, there's healthy jealousy and then there's unhealthy jealousy. That's very true. I mean, you know, I I could honestly say, I'm trying to think, if I called, if I called any of my exes right now and said, do you think I'm a jealous person? Outside of you getting caught cheating. (laughs) Okay. Outside of you getting caught cheating, was I jealous as far as checking on where you're going or, you know, not letting you have friends of the opposite sex or, you know, any of that? They, they, the majority of them would say, no, I wasn't. I mean, as long as I'm comfortable, it's all about security to me. If I feel secure and, and you have to feel secure within yourself first though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to feel secure in who you are, but when you mesh with another person, your security of how you feel yourself only goes so far. That yeah. other person has a, I don't want to say a duty, but a job to at least make you feel comfortable. Well, Maybe not really, secure, but make you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, like if I'm standing next to you and we're in the mall and, and a woman approaches you and she gives you a hug, I'm not going to trip out on that. Now, Am I going to say something after the fact if I'm standing next to you and you never once say, hey, this is Sarah. Hey, this is my friend, Sarah. Hey, this is, you know, and you just engage with her and pretend you don't know me. Yeah. Now true. there's going to be cool. jealousy. Yep. Well, no, that, that's not that's cool. That's going to create. Yeah. No, and it's not, not cool. Okay. Yeah. But oh. it's going to create. It's going to create that jealousy. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're doing all these things, but you are acting like you're alone and I know I'm with you all the time. That's going to create some jealousy. That's going to create jealousy. So, I mean, there's a difference between that healthy and unhealthy, but it also goes back to respect. The jealousy, the insecurity, the respect, it all goes back to that. Because Mm -hmm. if you're being respectful of who you are with and not even a relationship, just in dating or just in spending time with somebody, you have to respect them. A friendship requires respect. Yeah. A friendship requires to be there for each other, good and bad, to be honest with each other, to be upfront, to express likes and dislikes about each other's behavior, to not just walk out and dispose of them. I mean, that is a friendship, too. So if you can't even be a good friend to me, you definitely could never be my man. That's true. Darn right. You know, are you making plans with me? And then when something better comes up, you ditch oh, me for these dang. other plans, but you're just my friend. Oh, that man. is a problem. Dang. You know, it's everyone wants to be like, relationships are so scary. We just want friendships. Damn, how many females you want to be your friend? Dang, how many men you want to be your friend? A relationship and a friendship is basically very similar. The only thing that separates it to me is sexual, which Nowadays, friends are just fucking friends. So there ain't much difference. <laughs> mm, well, there, there's That's still right, yeah, the culture it ain't, but it is to me. Well, it is to me as well. Yeah, but I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah but the I know culture. Exactly what you're saying, yeah. 
I mean, you have people out here that are sleeping with each other, spending all kinds of time together, um, claiming we friends, we friends, we friends. Really? Well, what's the difference between a relationship? Y'all are doing what a relationship is. Why not just be together? Oh, because you want it to be open. You don't want to be obligated to somebody. You don't want to owe nobody no explanation. You want to do with her, her, and her, and you want to talk to him, him, and him. So, but that goes back to all these open relationships, and it's each his own. And it goes back to me and my old soul and me wanting that gentleman and me just expecting. I don't expect the big house with the white picket fence, but I do expect my standard is that whoever's in my home is going to love me and I'm going to love them. And we're going to ride through. Um, we're going to ride through the waves when they're smooth and when they're rocky and about to break the boat. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Like, I got you. I'm going to throw you that life jacket when you're drowning. I'm not going to walk away and say, hey, you drowned in. I don't want to drown, too. No, we're in this. If we're in this, we're in this together. Even when I hate you, even when I don't like how you're treating me. Uh, Oh, that's a good one, too, because when you. Yeah, that's. If you master that, you you might be the. You, 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 I don't even know what to say. When you talk to people that have been married 20, 30 years, they will say to you, there's times I hated, hated the other person. There's times I disliked them. There's times I wanted to leave them, but I didn't. There was times where things were so bad. I didn't want to be there. Hold on. Say that again. Cause somebody had called me and it it interrupted Um, you said people be married said, for a, a while and then they say what? They There's been times where they've hated each other. They've oh, disliked yeah. each other. Yep. They've thought about leaving one another. There's been times where they thought that they could not get through a misunderstanding or through a difference. And sometimes them differences, sometimes them arguments, sometimes that fallout is what really brings you closer. Yeah. I mean, I'd hate to I'd hate to use the uh, them as an example because it's kind of a poor example because of the cheating. But look at um TI and um Tiny. Yeah. Years invested. Look at um Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. Years. And they've went through so many ups, downs, anything. When you watch the red table talk, she'll talk about that about how you when you stick with somebody sometimes it brings you closer but nowadays no one will even stick with someone long enough to even get to that point because as soon as they do one thing i don't like oh let me go find the next person oh let me go find the next person you you did this one thing it's it's dramatic no mm -mm. i don't walk out on people like that i know people aren't perfect i know they're gonna have issues so I stick around for a little bit, but hey, I'm a different breed. I'm just a different breed. No, that, that's because a lot of these young kids doing all this dating and think think they have. So actually, no, that's not what I'm gonna say. This is actually what I want to say. So I'm a firm believer 
and this kind of this cuts me too, but not as bad. I'm a firm believer that if you put the work in, then there's a certain outcome that is deserved 100%. So if you think you deserve the best person, then I heard somebody say, you have to embody, you have to embody what you want. So you have to be the best you. And you can't, you can't be a cheater. I understand people stick together, but my problem, my, my, my biggest thing about that is, yes, there is a payoff, but there's also a price to be paid. So if you, if you're willing to pay the price for the unfaithful, by all means, but me personally, I, I just, I just don't think I can. Like, I know the possibility that people cheat. I totally get it, but I am just not a person that cheats. I just, like, I just don't. I just don't. So I expect the same thing. I expect that same energy from my partner. And if they do not give that to me, I am likely going to be that statistic that says, man, to be honest with you, I thought about it, but I don't think I can stick through it. I just don't think I can because somebody else is going to be faithful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's the right way of thinking, but I'm just saying like to a certain extent, I know that everybody got to pay a price for something. It's just, what are you willing to pay for? I'm, I'm like you in that regard that I wouldn't cheat. I mean, I feel guilty hanging out with a man. If I'm talking to another man, just talking to someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, um, now if it's a one time ever, I think that I do believe that once a cheater, not always a cheater. True. Now, if it's been, a, now I do believe if he's cheated in like, <laughs> all his relationships and he cheats on you one time, the likelihood of him cheating is going to be there multiple times. But if it's someone that has never cheated ever, ever. And then just that one time, um, I think that's forgivable, but it breaks trust and it going to cause, you know, more problems because now your significant other, whether it's the man or the woman in that case is going to have to worry about when you leave the home and, it's just extra unnecessary feelings of distrust. So in that case, yeah. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. I've always said that if I was cheated on, I would leave no questions asked. And I've been cheated on every time and I have not been able to leave and I have stuck it through and been cheated on multiple more times before I was able to be like, you know what? Enough's enough. Um, so I'm not really good at saying <laughs> that I could leave that easily. But you know what? If the if the if it was reversed, I feel that that is a big red flag. If like if I was cheating, I would have to ask myself how in the world what happened and how did it get to this point? And I honestly believe this sounds stupid. But I honestly believe that 
if I did cheat, that would be enough for me not to cheat ever again because I would literally try to find out what the issue is with me or and with the relationship. Like, how did I get that far? Because I don't cheat, right? I don't cheat, mm-hmm. but I cheated. And I think that would be good for me because I won't cheat anymore once I find out what it is. But and I if, had to get there. Yeah, I had to get there with Tony because I'm not a cheater. And I was telling him, get it together. I'm going to cheat on you. Get it together. I'm going to cheat on you. Of course, I never did. I never could, you know, bear to cheat on him. Um, but it was a thought. It, it was a thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a thought. But uh, I mean, to fully commit to make that thought uh, actually reality, I don't know. That's That's a whole lot of work to me personally. That's why I don't do cheating. Now, open relationship, I guess it depends on the terms between two adults. But uh, so here's the thing: like, even though I'm a I'm I'm a guy that believes in relationships and being faithful and stuff, and you know, trying to do the right thing or the best thing that you can do. But even I'm even I tend to think of being like just a sex partner. Or convenience. <laughs> I I really what? do. I no, I do think about it. I I I just have to think about it because sometimes I think like, well, what what really is the benefits? What's all the craze about? Like, I know I've kind of been there before, but I haven't been there in a long time. I'm an adult now, like I'm older, so I can think more about it. And what I find out is there's just so many things at risk, like there's just so much more to pay for. Like, it's not like when I'm younger and I just, it's just whatever. Now that I'm older, I talk to people that are older, women that are older, they got kids. There's like a lot of investments in people's lives that I feel that I, it's just not worth a sexual relationship because it's going to get affected by what we're doing. That's just how it's going to happen. That's how it's going to happen with me. So that, people, there are emotionally, there are emotionally unavailable, unavailable people though. So if you yeah. have an emotionally unavailable person, they don't mind being in a situation where they can come and go as they please. It's actually convenient. It's convenient for an unemotionally available person to come and go as they please, to not have to owe anyone an explanation to get their need met because while they're coming there, they're um, getting their sexual needs met. They may get dinner and they may get some companionship as needed. Um, So them type of people are better off in relationships that are not relationships. Um, Now, is it safe? No, because how many other people is that woman with? Um, How many other people is that man with? The, you know, the rate in, the different STDs and AIDS have went up traumatically. Um, Let's just be real. When you get to a certain age and you're adults, as much as we say safe sex, safe sex, safe sex, um, the reality of it is a lot of people aren't carrying condoms. A lot of people are not going to be using them um, in the moment. Um, I'm a female. I have some in my drawer. I'm not going to lie. I have some in my drawer. Do I use them? No, because I'm not having sex with anyone. 
if I was, if I was sexual like that with random people, I'm not gonna heck yeah, they're in my drawer because I'm going to make sure that I am protected. But a pretty face and telling you what you want to hear, some men don't care. They're gonna put it in regardless. That's true. I know they're gonna put it in. And and women too, they're gonna let a man put it in when you're in the moment. Um, and relationships aren't for everyone, you know. I do not suggest a person that is not relationship material enter a relationship because you will hurt people Uh, however you can still hurt people without being in a relationship i mean feelings can be formed in circumstances that you don't think feelings can be formed in you got that right oh it's so that whole playing house it is complicated it is People want to play house, but don't want to be committed. Okay. Well, don't be mad when he falls in love with you or she falls in love with you. Even, even if a guy comes through, okay. Even if a man, I'll even say a woman, even if a woman comes to your home, say just once a week, she comes in, you guys talk for, eh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. That's it. You have sex. You lay there for a minute. She leaves. After so long of doing that, she or you potentially can form feelings. That's true. You know, your intent is not that. So you still, in essence, are going to hurt that female's feelings, especially if you're lying about who else you're hanging out with, who else you're talking to, what else you're doing. Because guys aren't telling you that. They're like, oh, you're the only one I'm sleeping with. No one damn well they ain't sleeping with only you. (laughs) Wow, that's a dang. That's shit. why these women and men. That's why these women and men are out here killing each other. Yeah, over these yeah. false pretense situations. Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you, and you gotta. It grow, ain't gonna be gotta, me. Yeah, you gotta grow. You gotta grow into how to handle your emotions maturely. Even, even, even if you are right about your feelings, because all that stuff. Uh, Man, it could really ruin some lives, I'm telling you. Well, I'm too emotional. I will say it. I'm very sensitive. I am, you would think that as much as I have been hurt, that I would be guarded, that I would have given up on hope for love, or that I would have given up on just the male species. Um, you would have thought I would, would have been gay by now, okay? Just the terrible, terrible things I've been through. And I've not given up because I do believe there's someone out there for me. I do believe that I am a blessing to somebody regardless of my flaws. Um, I do believe that I'm not the type of person that's meant to just always be single. Um, There's some people that are and there's some people that aren't. And I don't feel I'm one of them. Um, But I also do know what I expect and what my standards are. And I forget it slipped my mind why I was even going into this rant. Cause what was the last thing you said? I said that I was talking about basically uh, being a side piece and uh, yeah, yeah, basically that's, that's really the gist of it. And you said that people, uh, 
well, besides killing each other over emotions, and I said they <laughs> ought to be mature. They ought to be more mature about their emotions, oh, even if it's you know, even that's if that's right. Hard. Yeah. So I will take accountability and say that I can be emotionally immature. And oh, yeah, yeah, that's all right. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to admit that I can be emotionally immature. I have been numb and not allowed to express my emotion or have emotion or have a voice for so many years in one of them relationships that I didn't feel for a long time. So, and there's still times where I do not feel for certain individuals or for I'm in certain circumstances that I don't feel. So when I do feel, I am overly emotional. And I need to learn how to rear that back a little. But at the same time, that's going to let me know who's for me too and who's not. Because they're going to understand that. And they're going to appreciate that I'm emotionally sensitive. Dang. Yeah, true that. Yep. Somebody definitely will. And they will handle it the way it should be handled. Exactly. I have had men handle me in the way to where they say, oh, stop crying or you cry all the time or oh, there you go crying again. <laughs> and I just want to I just want to say, like, I understand because crying drives me crazy. Like when my kids cry, it drives me insane, you know, so I get it. But it's like. It's because I care. Like if I didn't care, I want to be crying, like appreciate that I care, <laughs> you know. Like, I guess it depends could, on what you're crying over, Sarah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I cry over like, I don't know. I don't cry over spilled milk or I don't cry because I didn't get a phone call or I don't cry because someone gave me a dirty look. Like, I'm not crying over just s- simple bullcrap stuff. A month. That crying just to cry because yeah my hormones are out of out of whack Hello. are you there he's breaking all right you- i was gonna right, say i, I can't think- hear you either yeah I think- but anyways it depends well on there's our uh-huh it depends on what you're crying about. Some people cry about everything, but you don't cry. About I mean, it. I cry about if you hurt my feelings. Like oh, if you've I said mean... something that has hurt my feelings or if you've done something. A lot of times I cry out of frustration. It might not even be that my feelings are hurt. I've learned, like, I have learned to have to hold my anger back. So I'll cry out of anger. Oh, yeah. Dang. Yeah, I'll cry out of anger. Idea. I've come a long way with my temper, though. I've come a long way with handling my temper. So a lot of times, my temper, crying comes out in my as temper. Because mm. you know, I used to just fight. Like, I'll just fight. Yeah. You know, I would fight, and that's not appropriate. And that was due to me being a victim. So being a victim then turned me into the abuser. 
And it took me a long time to have to realize that there's no excuse. And I can't use once being a victim as an excuse to be an abuser because it's not right. It's not appropriate. And I need to get myself together. Um, and, and I don't even really like to raise my voice. I will raise my voice if I feel like I'm being overtalked. But to just scream at somebody while they're just sitting there calmly, I, I don't I don't do that. Mm. But even then I feel guilty. Like, man, I shouldn't raise my voice just because they were raising their voice. Oh, There's yeah. a different way to handle that. Yep. I'll be, I'll be, I'm the same way, really. Because I don't like all that. I don't like all that commotion. And I don't like all that arguing. And I have finally found a peaceful space in my life. I am content being by myself and I'm content in quietness and I enjoy silence and I love the simple things and I don't want all that arguing and that tense tension and all that negativity. And now sometimes it may seem like I bring negativity, but it's because again, going back to what we were talking about truth, I'm not going to hold my tongue. I'm not going to let something bother me and not speak upon it. Even if it means that I got to rock the boat a little, I should not have to set my feelings aside or not have a voice or not have an opinion. So the boat isn't rocked. Mm. See, I, I don't have that problem when it gets to a certain extent, but I, I would, I genuinely, I generally want to be like that at all times. Not that I'm not like all, like that all times, but I'm more quiet. Like I kind of let it, I kind of let things play out a little more. But I have to have a reason to like say something right away. It, I don't want to be delusional. Not saying you're delusional, but I know people can say, "Oh, I can be." You know what I'm saying? People can say things and not think it through. I always want to think it through first. But I also want oh, to I can like be delusional. Speak up on it like right away too. I also want to be like that as well. So. I understand. I feel you. Feeling you. I'm gonna be like that too. But I, I, not that I'm trying to respect people's feelings. I think I just, I, there's a difference between person's feelings and then just who they are. And I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a balancing act. Some people just like to joke a lot. I'm not a jokester. I don't know why people. I'm not goofy like that. People and people mistake my they, like. Because I tend to be serious a lot, which I am, and uh, they have a point. I mean, I I don't have a problem with loosening up. Well, maybe I do, but I can loosen up. It's just people are just very goofy. I'm not like that, man. I don't know. You I, are I, goofy. You're hilarious. I hate <laughs> when you say that. Well, I'm glad because you, you are. That. There are so many times that I could name that you are hilarious. Exactly. Somebody understands. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you are it. there are you are not, you are very serious when it comes to life and talking about life but just to be like there are times where when you're comfortable you can be silly and goofy and fun and you're not as reserved exactly. it's usually not around other people it's definitely never in a public scene that's true too <laughs> yeah it's never in a public scene um but 
it's there and it comes out. So no, don't say that you don't you don't really have that because you you do have that. Yeah, it's just people just be so silly all the time. I don't know. I don't have that kind of energy. I'll be like, man, okay. I just don't see no point acting goofy all the time because you got to live, love, and laugh, whatever they say. I don't really, I don't really care about the slogan. I get it. It's hilarious, but <laughs> I just don't think like that. I just don't. I just like being myself. I enjoy being myself. That's all I like doing. I'm com- I'm like like you said, you comfortable with silence. I see you you want And that's crazy. You it cut out. What did you say? I said you you are one of the few women out of a billion that say they are content with silence. I swear. It's like people just they just women just don't I don't know. I just don't. It's about just being with someone. It's not about yeah. being entertained. It's yeah. not about what you're doing. Uh, it's about just being comfortable in the presence of who you're comfortable with. That's, I mean, why is that so hard to understand? I'm well, not, not that I'm pointing at anybody in particular. I just, I prefer to hear people speak these kind of things but they don't it's disappointing it really is but i'm glad to well hear people you think that. i'm boring because of it so hey i'll take boring yeah but there's a difference between like i can see like if a person you're with doesn't like doesn't doesn't like to watch like there's no movies they like there's no music they like there's you know something like that but that's not really the case I mean, generally, that's not really the case. That would be boring. I mean, if I can't go to the movies with you, I mean, that's the basics. Like, that's the dating basics. We can't go to the movies. What the heck? Even I like going to the movies, and I don't like watching movies all the time. But if I watch it with a girl, I'm cool with that. I'll do it. It ain't nothing. Because I'm just enjoying the time with them. Uh-huh. I could go outside and walk around the block and be content. And that could be a date to me. That's true. A man could say to me, Sarah, come over and we'll walk. We'll walk around outside and we'll just go sit at the park and talk. And I'd be like, be there in 10. Be darn right. And be happy. Mm-hmm. It don't take much. You could bring me a peanut butter sandwich and us have a picnic sitting at that park. And I'm going to think that you just made my day. Darn right. Feel the same. But yet all these high maintenance ass women are married and not me. (laughs) They is high maintenance. And you know, and I used to think, I used to think it was me. I used to think it was the way that I looked or it was my weight or it was that I have the kids or that I'm too outspoken or that I, you know, don't have enough money or that I don't, you know, do this or I don't do that. And I had to really just come to terms with sometimes when people don't want to be with you, it's not you, it's them. Mm. And it's not necessarily them as in they have something going on. It just could be, it just, it doesn't have to be you. 
It just doesn't. I mean, Halle Berry gets cheated on. Beyonce, you know, um, all these people that you think it would never, never, things would never happen to, it happens to. Mm-hmm. And I have found comfort in knowing that it's not me. Yeah, it happens. Now, I, it is me sometimes when, you know, I don't control my anger or when I my jealousy does get out of control. Um, I've only had one time where my jealousy did really get to me, and that is the time I had to, I had to, you know, reel it in and look at myself and it ended up being because I didn't care about myself and because I didn't value myself and I didn't love myself. That's the only time in my life where 